Oh, nice. wasn't a very good one. Oh, it's a bit echoey. That's a nice clap. All right, are we ready? We are. Rolling. Right, uh, another episode of the podcast from a glamorous location this time. We're in a hotel room in Guildford with Ollie Wilkins. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you. It's very formal. Um, hope you like the setting for this podcast. It's nice, yeah. I've never been here, even though I live near here. Well, you wouldn't go to a hotel if you live here, I suppose. It's true, unless I was having an affair. That's <laughs> true. Are you having an affair? Maybe with you tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so this is my... Well, I'll change the subject. Uh, this is my first time in Surrey, and I've heard of the scene here, obviously, for a long time, and it feels like there's a really big mountain bike scene. It seems mad you've never been here. It seems I, mad. I've said this a few times, but it feels weird for me to go like to the southeast to ride mountain bikes. Yeah. So it's, I've always been like you go north in the UK well, or I the think, west. Yeah, I think like the south is weird, isn't it? Because actually, if you look at... If you look at it on a map, it's not really anything to offer, really, is there? There's a couple of little hills, there's some nice coffee shops. Well, I've been impressed. We've been riding here Have for you? a few days, and I'm surprised, oh, actually, the, the hills are bigger than I thought. I don't know what the elevation is, but it's not bad. It's enough. It's a max around here. Two, 270? Two, 270 metres. Yeah. yeah, so that's enough. What, what's that in terms of a track? Probably two-minute track, yeah, maybe? Two, max? three, maybe. I believe. Yeah. But I reckon the longest run we've got, really, is like a minute. Yeah. Minute, but it, over. It's, it's my sort of riding to be fair it's like a really good variety I'm, I'm not sure I expected that I expected it to be small hills where there wasn't much woodland where you just yeah. kind of rode the same stuff but actually there's loads of different stuff going on <clears throat> I actually think because it's small hills you like pack loads of features in and you yeah. like also you don't really attack for like five minutes unless you're yeah. in a race run so if you've got a minute long track you can like go hammer time for, you can concentrate for a minute. I think anything over a minute, I stop concentrating. Yeah, and I guess it suits the the bikes we're riding now. We're riding yeah. trail bikes. Definitely, yeah. And there's a really big scene. I mean, aside from the pros, which we'll get into, there seems to be like a really thriving mountain bike scene. scene. I guess you've got London, you've got you know the money that that sort of attracts people to come and live there. There's a lot of these young business people like doing active stuff on weekends. It's got to help a bit with yeah. the Surrey Hills not being Definitely. so far these, away. These bikes are spenny, aren't they? So you need that, really. Yeah, and obviously there's that tiny shop, I couldn't believe how small it was, Pedal and Spoke, that yeah. seems to sell lots of Santa Cruises. So yeah, it's definitely totally, yeah. that side of things as well. What about, is there a, a good young scene for mountain biking around here? Well, I think when, when I was younger, there wasn't. And we went out and dug jumps and stuff. I don't, but there definitely is now and it's wicked. It, young people used to be dirt jumpers and now you see young people on enduro bikes riding bike parks. And yeah. I think you can only put that down to really the bike parks. Yeah. I think they're... Really. Well, this, we've been to Rogate as well, which is quite impressive, yeah. like a proper set-up yeah. little bike park that, you know, you don't need uplift, it's not big enough, but there's lots of, you know, gravity runs there with a bit of everything, some big jumps, some good stuff. Yeah, it's brilliant. We, we rode there as, as kids, used to race there, actually. Yeah, I remember, I've been driving through some of the towns, Liphook, I remember, yeah, from the exactly. early yeah, yeah. British mountain bike scene, I never went, but there's... Totally, and then it's, it's like a thriving, do you know what, they turned it into an official bike park and I never thought it would catch on, I was like, oh man... It's a shame. Yeah, it's a bad oh, idea. They're, yeah, they're making it into a bike park. No one's going to go. It's going to be someone's wasted. Yeah, They've right. remortgaged their house and yeah. it's all going to go to not to plan. And now it's like thriving. You go there on a Saturday, it's like the car park's packed. Yeah. It's I insane. Mean, it's got to help that there's yourself based here. There's Brendan Fairclough. Yeah, there's the really famous ones. Bernicker, Sam Reynolds, anyone yeah, else I've yeah. missed from the Surrey crew. Yeah, they're the main ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're the main ones. <laughs> No, we've got so many amazing riders, really. 
I think. Is... But why do you think that is? There's, there's, there are little pockets. I've been pockets in the past. In the UK, it's quite a small scene. Yeah. And you get these places where all of a sudden there's like a really successful group of pro mountain bikes come from the same town. Yeah. I've always wondered why that is. Well, I, I can't imagine. I always find the, the really, really successful mountain bikers that don't have like a scene around them, I always find them almost more impressive. Like you think like, yeah. I just think of like Sam Hill out in the bush. Yeah. Going flat out on his own. I don't know. How weird is that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's so weird. I'd never go that quick if I was on my own. If I ride on my own, I'd ride really slow and careful. What do you think that's the competitive scene? Like you yeah, trying sure, to... Yeah. I, I funny saw your post uh, when it was Brendan Fairclough's birthday on Instagram. Yeah. And you were showing off all your old race yeah. results where you'd beat him back. Yeah. The day. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, So yeah. you're not competitive at all with each other? I'm not competitive with anyone except for Brendan. <laughs> right. Maybe Bernard a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So how did you get into riding bikes? So, well, I guess... I used to go on family bike rides, just living. I think I forget how lucky we are just to have like woodland on the doorstep like that. Yeah, right. Like that is so spoiled for that. So we've got like, all right, they're flat, they're flat bits of woodland, flat forest. But still, I used to follow my dad around and my mum around and my with my brothers and my sister just on cross country rides. Yeah, and then we started building jumps when I met other people at school who rode. So that was really it. But so I can only really say that was down to woods. Yeah, but when did you feel like it was your thing? Like I, when I was mm. a kid, it was like I was really into football. But when I discovered riding bikes and doing it properly, like similar sort of story, really. Yeah, I was like pretty quick. I was like, that is the thing I really like yeah. doing. That will have been, yeah, I don't know. Like I think I went to my secondary school. I, I played bar. I was like real obsessed with basketball before, and then I just got really crazy obsessed with bikes yeah and then it's lasted a really long time yeah i guess that's i don't know how it's a common theme there for people like yeah. yeah in their early teens i guess just getting obsessed with it and so it obsessed. doesn't stop i mean i'm the same and that's yeah. 20 years ago now but it was so about building building stuff so you didn't have anything to ride that's that's i think what's the biggest difference to now like there was no bike parks so you had to build everything that you rode so you like, yeah. really valued everything every little kicker that you built you like yeah, loved right. it and rode it over and over and over and over again yeah i think repetition is the key for people being good at stuff so if you've got short hills you just repeat them more that's probably actually i think i've summarized it there i mean i was going to get into that <laughs> because i said similar thing i sort of fell in with a, an older crowd that were really into digging jumps yeah. and we built or they built the scene the the set of trails and I'm convinced that riding dirt jumps, riding trails, it was like a real um, key to getting good at riding bikes because when you're that age, you do it from you know summer holidays, sun up till sundown, yeah. riding the same thing over and over and over. I can't tell you how many times I rode the same set of jumps. Yeah. And you just get so like in tune with it that actually that move, for me, it feels like you move that over to virtually any type of bike absolutely, riding. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's weird that now dirt jumping is like a bit fringe and you'd think it doesn't really because you see all these like crazy twisters and you see Nikolai doing all these mad tricks yeah. you can't see how that transfers over to like yeah, yeah. normal trail riding but I reckon it's like the key almost like I, th I think you'd learn everything like a jump is a corner on its side <laughs> if, you, if you think of a bomb hole on its side yeah, that's yeah. a corner isn't it so yeah. it teaches you how to go like yeah. around a corner I think you learn everything because you just do it over and over and over again. If you've got four jumps, think yeah. how many times you hit them. Yeah. So many. And, you know, back in the day, the influence was like, I was watching people like Malfman, Brian Foster, 
And, you know, the biggest thing they did really was like, you know, it was a backflip or a variation yeah. off. So it was, you could relate to that, whereas now maybe it's yeah, harder it's to harder, relate. Much harder, yeah. What I think? was looking, I was looking uh, videos with you. Yeah, we were talking so about I wanted that. to be steezy. Old school. Because... Mountain bike with VHS videos. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be steezy like Don. <laughs> what, what do you think of the dirt jump scene now? Is there a scene? I don't know, really. Like, I think... They're way more. They're way more isolated, like pockets of mm. people building jumps and like looking after them. Do you know, we got a uh, bike park near here, a sandy bike park called SP Bike Park. Yeah, really good winter riding, um, and that's really cool. You see people like learning how to ride and coming up. But normally, trails are like quite elite, and if you've spent that much time shaping a pointless dirt yeah. sculpture, <laughs> yeah. you're like, I don't want everyone to ride. Yeah, it. I find it really hard. I've, we grew up being really like anti other people coming to ride them, yeah. which sounds horrible. But if you spent that long, just it's quite clicky, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's like now. Back when I was super into it, you kind of shared if some you'd invite people over, but only on the proviso that you got to ride their yeah. tri- trails, and you would sort of do little circuits of the country and have like your own little scenes. But you'd mix with other people that had trails. Yeah, as far as people showing up and be a bit like. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So we're super lucky here because we got some. I honestly think best dirt jumps trail spots in the world. I reckon yeah. Wisley Leatherhead are like. Yeah. They're like for me. They're the most fun I've ever had on a set of jumps. They're the most perfectly built. Like mm. they make me less pumped on like bike park jumps because yeah, right. I feel like I've spoiled it. I've ridden the best ones. So we used to have those guys over in the winter. They'd ride our winter trails, which are like sandy and rubbish everywhere and <laughs> trees falling down. And then we'd go and run, ride their perfect jumps in the summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we were very lucky. Yeah. Always, yeah, there's <clears throat> definitely loads of names when you drive around the M25 around London. Yeah. Of, of names from my youth of like, oh, I was like, that, that town yeah. was famous yeah. for those trails. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you think, like, for me, again, going back to there's like people like Brendan who obviously is really good at riding dirt jumps. Well, yeah. Do you think he learned racing downhill from that? Is that part of it as well? Yeah, we didn't. We don't have any downhill around here, do we? Yeah. Really? Like, if you think it's so mad to me to think he's made a, you know, that he races year in year out, and basically all he rides is dirt jumps and minute long tracks. Yeah. Like. That's in, that's insane, isn't it? it is. But it just goes to show that like the skills are all transferable to. Yeah, totally. So what you know you've spoke about a little bit S four P bike park. Yeah. What's your involvement with that? So that, so I was uh, those those woods are like the woods that we always built dirt jumps in. So we had millions of spots in there. And growing up, I found this field like they were forever getting knocked down. I probably built them in stupid spots like on footpaths. And yeah. Right. I was probably an idiot when I was younger, but. Um, we found this field, like abandoned field, and uh, I dreamt I had a pencil case. It was like a tin pencil case, and I made blue tack trails <laughs> yeah, in yeah. it, and it was that field that Whoa. then got later on donated to us no way. Um, when we were trying to get insurance for the jumps. So then this official bike park came about after eight years of going to meetings and sitting down with people and yeah. explaining bike jumping and stuff. Yeah. It eventually actually happened and we got Digger in and we got Digger in for like three days and then Whoa. built that park. And yeah, it's tough because it's sand so it always falls apart and you have to dig it the whole time but people enjoy it and it's pretty Yeah, fun. and it's good for the scene. Yeah. You must have seen people come through like kids that Definitely, just getting yeah. into riding. Yeah, like I never, like I say, we were always elitist when we were kids and we didn't care about other people riding and we didn't really want to include anyone. Mm. 
which sounds really horrible, but again, for the reasons that I said before, but when we built this bike park, we had to build like a progression. So we had to build like rollers, tables, little jumps, big jumps. And I did just did it. I was just following the, I had to do it. And then actually, when we actually did it and we saw kids enjoying it, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Our kids learned to ride on the rollers and then they were riding the jumps with us. It was, yeah, that's, that's been rad. Yeah, really it's amazing. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've sort of dealt with some of those things a little bit in the past, but it's kind of hard where you you try and, you know, you've always done it a bit renegade. We've just been digging jumps yeah. and, and getting away with it, but then getting knocked down yeah. and then reach that point where it's got to go legit if you want to hold on to this place. And that yeah. can be really difficult to try and convince the right people that it's a good thing to do. Boom. I'd imagine that's probably quite hard here where, you know, there's a, you know, there's a lot of people in a smaller area. There's a definitely a price on land and people yeah. are sort of, you know, not in my back garden people where they don't want this to happen. That must yeah. be quite a hard process. Definitely. And I think that's, yeah, that's the hardest part, isn't it? Because I don't really want to just ride like man-made hard pack trails. Yeah. The reality is most of the stuff I ride is like illegal. Yeah. But, but then winter comes, the leaves go on it and you can't even tell where a track is a lot of the time. Yeah. So. I think I think you can be smart about it and you can be dumb about it. You can build a track that goes across a footpath. Yeah, it makes everyone. It's funny that is the reality of riding uh, in the UK scene of mountain biking. I think is there's a, a lot of the best trails are illegal, but yeah. they, you kind of get away with it. There's yeah. never a huge problem. I know that's different in different parts of the world where you know that just doesn't happen. Totally, you have to yeah. be legit or it doesn't happen. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered a little bit about that. I way prefer the grey area. Yeah. The like silent agreement. They're yeah. Like, we're just having fun. We're not going to build anything stupid. Yeah, we're trying not to kill other trolls. Exactly. We'll we're not going to land on any horses. We're not going to. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, what is, is your job riding bikes? You're a professional bike rider. It is, rider. yeah. Do a bit of everything, really. Have yeah. done for a long time. Just trying to basically try my hardest to ride as much as possible. Yeah. Well, However, good. that may be. We're supported by Focus bikes. <clears throat> Focus, DMR, X-Fusion. Do you actually want me to do this? Go through the Why list. Why not? Am I allowed? Yeah, go on. Am I really allowed? Uh, Troy Lee Designs, uh, TRP, Goodyear tyres, stands. <laughs> but yeah, loads of people. I've got a lot of people like helping me out, which is wicked. How did you get into that situation? I always find it quite interesting to see how yeah. people find themselves finally in the situation where they are riding their bikes. Dude, it's so weird, isn't it? Because I don't do any contests and I haven't done for years. I was on a team with, with Blake and, we, and I just stopped riding contests because I didn't really like it. It made it not fun for me and races as well. So yeah. I, I started off dirt jumping. Well, I started off like racing downhill and then my first sponsor was DMR and I was meant to ride like dirt jump contest but it just made it not fun for me yeah really took the fun out of it and like bikes is nothing but fun for me like i i feel like when i'm riding i'm like a dog with the zoomies like i like <laughs> i don't don't care about anything and that's like the yeah. aim it's like the simplest fun yeah so as soon as I, I felt like i was ruining it yeah doing contests i really did i felt like a lot of pressure things ruin it for me which is weird i know but so i was just like man how am i gonna stay being sponsored how am I going to stay being sponsored and get my bikes without doing contests? It was like completely, no one told you how to do it. No one. And I found out that it was worth being in magazines. It was worth like money to brands because yeah. they were paying for adverts. So I was like, oh, I can write. So I started writing for magazines. I started doing features. Then I got photo bonus, which is like 
back in the day when it was just print, I'm sure you know. Yeah. If you got a full page, you would get like money for that full page. So I was like, wow, I can I can get paid to write an article and then paid to be in the full page. Yeah. Like it, it's it a trick like that, a way that I could be like useful to bike companies. It did feel. I mean, it was wicked. I I sort of remember those days being really good fun. There's a bit yeah. of the magic of the magazine coming out at the end of the month. And, yeah. But there was like almost a a bit of a secret. Not almost, but you know, there's some riders who just did that. They were really good, yeah. good at doing it. Like Hans Ray was is the best. The best ever. That. Yeah. He would organise a trip. Do, go and do something he wants to do, write it, and then sell it to like half a dozen, yeah. if not more, magazines around the world, and they'd translate it. I was like, whoa, that's unbelievable. Like, the key for me would be to ma- never make it like solar. So it'd always be, like you say, something you want to do yeah. and something you want to say, and then say it and, and do it good. Like, so don't just do like rubbish pictures and yeah. a, a bad location. Do it somewhere that you're interested in and write good in it and make cool pictures oh, and man. work hard. And like that. That worked for me for ages. It was wicked. It's fun, yeah. Yeah. I did a bit of that. It was funny, like, doing, like, jump pictures. And this is before uh, digital cameras as well, so going back. When he, <laughs> it, was, it was all on film, and, you know, like, was that you're trying to click a tabletop? Yeah. And I was like, did you get it? We don't know. Like, oh, oh I'll do it again. And that felt good. Yeah. And, like, when the magazine came out at the end of the month, they'd be like, yes, that yeah. was the picture that I wanted. Exactly, yeah. It's fun. And you'd be, you, you got covers, eh? Uh, yeah. Loads. Yeah. Not that many. No. Like, I remember that was like when a when a photographer yeah. so when a photographer went from that and he went to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, oh, we might have a cover. <laughs> so we'd like we'd build features almost for a cover. We'd yeah. build like the, that photo. So it's a weird way to think now because everything's so video now, isn't it? It's hard. So I remember vividly some of your covers actually from Dirt. Yeah. It's like does that translate now to I mean, I can you know like think of a Danny Matt video and think of a movie did, yeah. but I can still see that one frame of, yeah. of you doing something. They're still real special to me. I have them all on the wall because I think yeah, of those do, moments yeah. and they're like, I don't know, like I, that's really, really quite something for me. I never thought I'd be, I never thought I'd get a free T-shirt from biking, you know? I never <laughs> thought I'd get a cover. That's insane, you know? And I guess that has translated now to the digital world of, you know, what we're doing now. We're making yeah. videos. Um, there's people like Sam Pilgrim, uh, Fabio Wibner, that have, have just basically the evolution of that. What do you yeah. think of that? And I guess what you and I are doing as well. What do you think, yeah. what do you think especially of people like Pilgrim and Wibner, the things they're doing, the, the following they get is huge? Yeah, it's wicked. I mean, ultimately, if you're making people hyped on going riding, then it's only good, isn't it? Yeah. I think. I think. I think. Like, that's the aim: making people hyped on biking. Totally, and it's people like Danny Mac, especially, are reaching this audience that you know yeah. that, that wouldn't have read something like Dirt, which is you know what I held in the highest regards. Yeah, but actually, same. it's such a. It was so niche back in the day that it was only like the core group of mountain bikers that were really into it. Yeah, that could get hold of it. So they probably had to be in the UK or you know not far away from it to actually see it in the first place. So really, you're reaching people. You're talking to people that are already into it, which yeah. is cool. Don't get me wrong. I used to love it, but now those people are reaching. And GMBN, I'm like, proud of the fact I that think we do, reach I was about to say, a lot I think of people a that, that across the scale and it doesn't have to be the core mountain bikers. And there's no. definitely a lot to be said for that. For sure, for sure. That was always, when we were younger, that was always not, not a consideration. It wasn't like you weren't, you were trying to be, not trying to be cool, but you were trying to be real. Yeah. And like now, I think it's more about promoting the fun side of it. I honestly, nothing's changed for me. I don't, I don't know how. 
yeah, nothing's really changed. Just still really enjoy biking. And like, I think maybe hopefully that comes across and yeah. I definitely think that, you know, someone's enthusiasm, Blake's great for this. So exactly, if you're enthusiastic, yeah. it, that people, um, it just completely uh, sort of wins people over if they're watching yeah. the video. It's like, oh, he's really into that. Like, I'm really into that as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm definitely not the best for this, but watching people that are really enthusiastic <laughs> is like a really good positive thing. It is thing. a motivator, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so you spoke about your brother, actually. That's quite yeah. funny. He's like a professional athlete as well. Yeah, he? he's a basketball player. Yeah, I've got two brothers in the system. Right. Both of them were... Both of them basketball players and, yeah, my sister plays netball. Wow, it's funny how, like, you know, I don't know. For a lot of people, doing that is, like, a really alternative way yeah. of making a living. That yeah, all I don't think it's easy, but it's... Right. But, yeah, I, I loved basketball. Always loved it. So it's, like, my family's like a basketball family. Yeah. Believe it or not, because I'm only six foot tall. Yeah, I'm the shortest. <laughs> well, yes. But Jack had a great question from behind the camera. From, like, jobs almost passing down the family line, so your dad being a solicitor and the son doing something similar. I always thought about this, like, I like especially with extreme sports, I don't know if we still call them that, being, like, almost the first generation of professionals doing that. How will that influence our children? Yeah. But how did you find that from your parents, for your family especially, like, doing something potentially differently to what yeah, they Yeah, definitely. Doing? It's so weird, isn't it, as a, as a job? It doesn't really fit in. It doesn't sound like a job, does it? Well, it's not really a job, is it? I'm just scrounging around trying <laughs> to bike more. But, like, my parents have been amazing for that because I think I had 100% encouragement and zero pressure, which is, yeah. I don't know, maybe I would have been a racer if I'd had, had pressure, if I'd had that pressure, or maybe I'd have been a lawyer if I hadn't had that encouragement. Yeah. You I know, was, I think it's a weird one, isn't it? I went to uh, Santa Cruz years ago, actually, uh, on a magazine shoot, and met Jamie Goldman. Do you remember him? He used to drive Santa Cruz. And yeah. I remember him saying his dad was a professional skater, skateboarder. Really, and I was like, yeah. well, that is weird. Imagine your dad being... I know, right? Like, how does that influence the future generations, I don't know, to be continued? Well, I don't, think it, I don't think it's good, is it? My child's not going to be like, oh, biking's cool. <laughs> when I have a child, it's going to be like... Dad's so lame. <laughs> yeah. Computer, something different would be cool. Computer programming or something. Professional games player. Computer yeah. game player, maybe. What, maybe. What do you think of the current mountain bike scene in general? I think the racing is as exciting as it's ever been. I think uh, people are doing more crazy stuff than ever. And I think we get to watch the bit in between that makes you hype to go riding. So I think it's rad. I, I love it at the minute. I think it's better than ever. I think it's weird. The one weird thing that you'll definitely agree with is that we get so much of it yeah. that you don't like, I don't know, you don't value it as much. Yeah, yeah, you true. Like, I've had VHSs that, you know, would break because you watched them. Yeah. But then I would have, you know, died for more stuff back in the day. But it's, it's yeah, especially with YouTube, there is almost saturation of people doing stuff. But if yeah. there's lots of people who have lots of things to watch then, I don't know. Yeah, it's good, yeah. I think, like, attention spans are fairly low. Like, realistically, this video is really... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do. I can tell you. I can tell you the analytics of these things. They do. All your first six seconds. <laughs> now, like... <laughs> it's funny. Like, there's so many different scenes now. Like, I, you know, I've got older and I'm not that fast about dirt jumping anymore. Yeah. I mean, I still love it and 
fond memories of having the most fun to the day ever on my bike ride dirt jumps but now i've been there done that i'm not as bothered but there's all these other scenes like you know uh, adventure riding watching cross-country racing love it yeah still love watching down racing i will always till the day i die yeah but there's enduro world series there's all these things for people to really sink their teeth yeah, it's into. so diverse isn't it i wonder when that be. will stop yeah yeah i mean there's there's that's probably a big part of the reason why We've not got bored, all of us, in this room. Yeah. No, we're not bored of biking yet. Like, having, after being into it for that long, it's insane, really, isn't it? It's yeah. What about e-bikes? Fantastic. It's just biking, but yeah. a bit quicker uphill. I actually, <laughs> I've, I've got a different kind of perspective of e-bikes. They're like, because I hang out with World Cup races, they're like training tools. Yeah. So it's quite unpleasant e-biking is for me. <laughs> it's not like, it's not really like cheating most of the time. It's yeah. like, you're really out of breath, really. No one's talking to each other. So when it's like an e-bike ride, I'm actually the opposite of what you'd think. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get my breathing right. It's really intense. Totally. Yeah, I've done it. I quite like that as well. Well, actually, going out and just bombing. Like, yeah. And you, you just cover ground for it quicker, but it's just as, as, well, as hard or harder than a normal Right yeah. where you're chilling and talking. I think because we've only got minute long hills, we don't suffer from the same problems that like maybe other places do where you like the 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 really high up trails up the mountain are saved for the the people that are willing to climb all the way up. Yeah. And an e-bike opens it up to everyone. Everyone's just bombing up there, we're all having beers, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> riding up there, riding these perfect tracks that used to be perfect and now they're blown out. Yeah. That's what I imagine it's like in other countries. But well, I don't know. I mean it's to be seen, I suppose, but I you know, everyone's seeing it. You know, scenes yeah. around the world where e bikes are bringing a whole new crowd of people in, which is, you know, it's gotta be, you know, taken hold of and Hopefully, it's going to diversify the whole mountain bike scene in general. Yeah. Because there's always people that aren't necessarily mountain bikers have seen what they can do with an e-bike and it's just open up, you know, bikes to a lot more people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And even like, the thing is, it's not a replacement for me, but in the last two weeks, it's rained so much that I wouldn't go out on my bike. All the tracks are ruined. All the climbs are too miserable. So I'm going out my e-bike and it's like, that's, a, that's more than I would have been doing on a normal bike I wouldn't have been riding so it's like it's not necessarily I think instantly you take it like ah no a new thing ah but it's actually pretty much the same old thing same as the old thing but just with yeah. a bit more power up the hill totally agree um, so let's get on to Rampage it was only oh. a couple of months ago you are out there I yeah. was part of the dig team for Brendan yes how was that whole experience really good so I've done six now I think right. always with Bren always Yep. Just digging. I've never competed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would, would you ever? No, maybe, I don't. It's, even, hel- it's helicopters and people shouting. Yeah, right, so. I'm not really yeah. up for that. <laughs> but could you ride it? I'm sure you could ride it. Oh, there's, there's bits of it that I... Well, actually, honestly, if I was building stuff for Bren that I wouldn't ride ever... Yeah, right. You, then you wouldn't be comfortable I'd doing be, that. No, I'd feel really bad sending my mate off something that horrible yeah. like I think each of those individual things maybe if I, if I was with my friends we would hit them in the end but putting putting it together in a run and then doing tricks and stuff is not for me it's what's it like being on the ground watching people's runs do you get to see everyone else's I guess a little weird. bit weird I think actually you get mo- you get to see more at home right. in terms of the final event but it's the whole thing's so cool I've, it's such a 
we've we've had really rubbish years. Bren's come off. We've done a full like eight days digging, and then he's not even ridden. And then we've had really amazing years. We've had like a mix of everything over the last six years, and it's such an experience to have been a part of us. It's a really cool thing to have done. What are the vibes like? With the crowd, is everyone? I mean, this is because from my experience, I I love watching it, but I feel on edge, like a little yeah. bit from behind the sofa. Like I just hope the worst doesn't, not the worst. You know, people don't get hurt. Cause oh, dude, hundred percent. Yeah, it's not. It's obviously as gnarly as it gets. What is? Can you feel that tension when you're there? Or is it all yeah. a bit more like a race where I was like, ah, oh, no, just it's stoked. Horrible. I mean, particularly on some of the old sites with like an amphitheater, yeah. and someone will come off. Um, let's say snap a femur we had two femurs one year mm. and it's like That's a rider's be, just dropped in serious like snap their leg and then it's just you know on the live broadcast like okay back to a we're gonna have a look at a slow-mo on the like, it, like, like, like they smooth it all over but otherwise you're just stood there with a bloke yeah. and it's all echoed and he's just ah, oh, ah and everyone stood there like <laughs> oh, and then my. there's a guy up the top like goggles off I'll just wait here oh my and you can yeah. hear then the heli comes in you watch that go away he's still there so yeah it is the exact atmosphere that you can imagine I mean even when when someone comes off and you're riding with your friends it's like a it's gnarly I've had it on a much smaller scale we're racing down a World Cup and you know it's a gnarly track and there's like you're in the gate 30 seconds oh red flag and like helicopters coming like ah cool someone's just got hurt and I've got to now wait 20 minutes and I'm dropping in and doing the exact same thing they've just done potentially exactly yeah it's gnarly just makes you think more because if you don't think about what could go wrong things tend to go better (laughs) (laughs) so if you think about like the thing that's just happened you're like Oh, yeah. Where did he crash? I wonder if he's knocked out of that berm. I wonder if that berm's oh, still there. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of psychology involved in that stuff. Yeah. And I can't imagine the pressure of someone stood at the top hill with their bike getting ready to drop into that. Yeah. And what's if I know, like from my experience, when you've, you've raced the World Cup, there's like this such a huge um, relief at the end where there definitely used to be a big thing where people would go out and party and yeah. you know, loosen up because it was just like... Whew, that weekend's done that was gnarly it's yeah. the same there must be that rampage as well when, when we were younger you see Brendan gets to the bottom you like Phew. yeah oh man when we were younger we used to go off and party in Vegas yeah. but that didn't really go that well <laughs> so he's and now we're all old and we're all just like on, honestly it was too much this year it was too much I was like I knew he was going to flip the canyon and it's like Did he, t- he told you that before well, we built it for that we, right, okay. we, we decided on it like a year ago, yeah. a year before building it. So we built that lip solely for it. Mm. It's funny actually, because we built the lip early on in the week and then riders, no one would, like all the press guys, they would just look at the lip and they'd be like, oh cool, and you made the lip bigger. Yeah. And then every rider that comes past, like reader comes know. past, he's like, whoa, flip. <laughs> Andre who comes, like, comes past, he's like, whoa, crazy, flip. <laughs> they knew instantly. So, yeah. And it was like, you know, he didn't practice a flip, obviously. Yeah. And Bren's like really good at flips in recent years. Weird guy. <laughs> yeah. He like got he's like got to nearing thirty, and he's like, yeah, backflips, man. <laughs> it's like the year of the backflip for Bren. Like we're like we've been doing me, Blake and me have been doing flips since we were like sixteen, and I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. I've done it all sort all sorts of different flips, and I wouldn't flip that jump. That's like a yeah. complicated flip to do. And Bren's just done all of these like 
this was going through my head anyway. Yeah. Bren's done a load of like nice big wooden kicker flips where you don't do as much and you just look look yeah, back right. and it, it all works out. And this was a long jump flip. It's yeah. tough. It's really difficult to like judge. Yeah. Like you have to pull off it and then tuck in and there's so much could go wrong. Oh, man. It was, and he, he's like my best mate. So you must be like horrible. a caddy. You're like a golf caddy where yeah, like, you know, three iron. Dude, 100% it is like that. Yeah. And not to say that I'm a good one or a bad one. To be honest, he's a supreme, don't, hopefully you won't watch this, but he's really, really good at biking. He's like a super talent on a bike. And like, I feel a lot safer with him than I would be just sending. Yeah, there's moments where I wish I could do it instead of him because we're mates. But in that situation, I'm like. I remember seeing G uh, on one of those MUK photo shoots years ago. He built this like ghetto little, it was like, it was uh, like a road gap, but shorter and more of a drop, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you had to go really slow. And then there was like a, it was like a terraced field and a really short landing. And he built a foot high kicker. And I was like, yeah, like you had to roll in at like 10 mile an hour and just do And yeah. he was like, oh, I'm going to flip that tomorrow. I was like, wow, that's weird jump Whoa. to flip. Crazy and he guy. did it, but he was going to it on a hardtail <laughs> in an open, in a piss pot. Yeah. And he flipped it, but he went too fast, perfectly, but landed, you know, it was like, 30 foot down on the field flat on hardtail just exploded yeah. like, like laughing funny like he got away with that like dude you like virtually that could have been terrible yeah. you got away with it I was like you flip perfect just go slower you just need to roll in slower yeah. and he went back up and he went slower but he he didn't pull as much so he yeah. under rotated then into the road and uh, it was like I don't know if you know obviously he's making the call as yeah. to what to do and I was like I felt like I'd give him some bad you advice feel, 100% you feel responsible especially when you're building it and like Bren leaves me with takeoffs because I've because <laughs> I'm takeoff guy yeah. and like who does the landings then Deacon with the muscle yeah Deacon does doesn't them, know yeah. matter what it looks like no exactly just, just, just yeah just dig there and he just goes all day. But yeah, you feel massive responsibility for sure. It's horrible. I mean, it is actually, it got way too much this year and we're watching and we're just like us, me and Deeks, I look over and Deeks is like welling up. It's like the finals <laughs> run. We're on the landing of the flip jump. And like one thing, cause Bren's not going, we think that's the last year. Um, we'd like, Never talked about it, but I always stand on his finals run, the bit where I've envisaged the worst crash. And we've never talked about that, but that is the reality. And like, I'm stood there and I, and I said to him afterwards, like, dude, you realise all these years I stand where I think you're going to nail yourself. So yeah, I stood there and when he landed it, it's so perfect. It's like such a... I wished he could have just stopped the run then because it was just like, oh. It was a big part of what you could see or I don't know if it's me because I know you guys see yeah. him, uh, Deacon, especially on the yeah. video, like running down, like on the live feed. It oh was man, funny. it was way too much, way too much because people don't realise how sketchy it all is because you only hit stuff, you, you don't want to hit much of it. You spend all 10 days building it and then you actually ride it, you know, maybe three times. A takeoff will get hit like three times Whoa. before finals, perhaps, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's insane. And Bren's, the morning of finals, he's overshot it, crashed. And you're like, and you have to keep positive because obviously if you're, if you're bummed and you're like, show that you're scared, then that's, he's going to be like, oh. So that, when he flipped it, was that the next time he jumped it after or he jumped, he, no, he jumped it, it straight after. Okay. First time he hit it, he cased so bad. Ooh. Second time, perfect. Oh, Third yeah. time, perfect. I think fourth time, 
overshot, crashed. Yeah. So then we've got full variants of different crashes. And you've got like, you've got everything from a foot too short to two foot too long. And then you've landed it perfect. And then you're like, now it's time to flip it with a helicopter here oh and loads of cameras. I, so don't, <laughs> I don't know much I have flipped, but I'd imagine on a flip like that, if you flip and can you tell if you're going to be short or long? Do you know? Or when you're upside down? I think you down? tell a lot, a lot more than you think. I'm, I'm not much of a flipper these days. I, I, uh, Blake's, Blake's very good, but what you tend to know. Once he's hit the takeoff and gone, does he, does he, does he, does he land it perfect? Is that just like, whoa, I landed it perfect? Or does he know that he's going to get it? He knows when he's going to get it. The speed's right. His, fl- his rotation's right. But if he's upside down, can he go, oh, no, I'm coming up short? You can tuck into speed up. Okay. Yeah. Tuck into speed open, up. Or... or you can open out. <laughs> right. to so the tactic we talked through before, because obviously this is a completely different flip to like one that he's ever done before and certainly one I've ever done or you've ever done like... Like you pull real hard off the lip because you're on a downhill bike, so you've got to get through all the suspension to get the rotation. So you pull real hard, which isn't pull like that, it's pull like mm-hmm. and then as soon as you're off the lip, you open up. So you're trying to over-rotate it and then open up and slow it down. And it's exactly what Brendan did perfectly first time, which is like we said we said if he did it another ten ten times he'd he'd land it like yeah. Realistically, you probably wouldn't land it. <laughs> you probably land it one more time. That's Bren said that, you know. And yeah. So it was, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, it's gnarly. Yeah. Especially when I've seen videos of people. I think Car Straight did it, where you flip so hard on a full smash yeah. bike, he hits your ass, and that's game over because you end yeah. up going back the other way. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and it's a fine line about like, like you don't want to talk about those things, <laughs> but you're thinking them, so you're like, oh, should I mention it to him? Don't hit your bum on this. Um, have you have you watched back all the runs from? Because I remember at the time people being obviously anything that's judged, people are always upset. Yeah, but there was a, definitely a feeling that Brendan got a bit robbed. Yeah, have, did you watch it to see the scores? I mean, and honestly, weirdly, it'll, it'll sound weird me saying it, but I couldn't care any less about the yeah. judged aspect of the event, and actually never have all the robbed stuff is like really cool that people support it and stuff but every every run's so gnarly and honestly we didn't even get to see half of the runs unless you see them you can't judge do you think the riders feel the same i don't know i don't understand how people it's a judged event it's like it's like ice skating there's so many different things that you can take into consideration for instance like you might find a suicide no-hander easier than i find a suicide no-hander so then i'm going to judge it higher than yeah. You, you've got every micro mm. so I, I the, the uh, results are like I couldn't care any less honestly it's wicked I just like it when everyone gets to the bottom and they're, they're hyped and you can see that they're hyped that's like yeah. the best thing about Rampage really when you think about it like that's the cool thing I, but yeah I don't care how he does he did well well enough this year so he's, he's happy didn't get your jet ski I didn't get a jet ski no I was yeah I'm actually a bit annoyed about that because I thought third I might have still got a jet ski but we got fourth. <laughs> so Deeks has still got the receder. He was going to get a hair transplant he doesn't oh. get that. So now he's just got, he has to live with that dude and that's because Brendan didn't do a better run and that's because of the judges. So actually I'm really annoyed actually. Now you said it, yeah, because I could be, I wouldn't have to be in this hotel right now. I could be like circling the Isle of Wight. <laughs> Shame, actually. Yeah, good point, Neil. Yeah, the judge, Brent was robbed this year. It's actually unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, lots of. Being strangled by Deeks. Yeah, brilliant fun, mate. You should try it out. It's really good laugh. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. actually, right at the Christmas party, we did see some of that going mm. on. Wow. Well, no, we heard stories He's about so it. He's so strong. Yeah. You can believe how strong Deeks is. He's so strong. If he gets you, you're gone. <laughs> I had, uh, so during Rampage, it's a lot harder the build up than you'd imagine, but extra hard if you're on a team with the Deaconator. <laughs> so we're in a, we're in a not very big room. We've got two double beds. I'm sleeping in a bed with Deeks. Brent's Every got a room to himself. No, he's got a bed to himself. Right. We thought we'd give it to him this year. Normally we have to share more, but me and Deeks stayed in one bed, Brent in the other. Don't know how that will go down. I don't know how whether your viewers are very uh, into that. Like, I'm sure they're open. To yeah, it'll probably be all right, won't it? It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, every morning it gets to six o'clock, and um, we wake up and go. But Deeks made it a thing every morning to strangle me <laughs> and submit me. So every every morning I'd just go from completely unconscious to <laughs> and until and until I either tap or fall asleep and so, Whoa. so yeah so we had that every morning and then it turned into bin head so I had a bin on my head every morning <laughs> and then if I retaliate and all of it was like pent up aggression he, he didn't want to do it to Bren yeah. because he didn't want to injure him before the finals run and then as soon as finals went down <laughs> Bren got submitted left right and centre <laughs> Bren's just get, getting strangled in the street. It's brilliant. Whoa. Good to watch, actually, yeah. Good to watch. <laughs> <laughs> right, on to Rob's wild rise. You went to oh, the yeah. pool with Rob Warner. Amazing. It's funny, he says hanging out with... Pre- it started, he intros the series, so he's yeah. got people like Finn Isles. Who else was on there? Matt Jones. Matt Jones. And he says, uh, going around the world riding with some of the most exciting young riders. So you're in that crew. I'm young. Yeah. I'm young again. Yeah. Good, good... How old are you, by the way? I'm 33 years of age. That's young. How old are you? I'm 38. You're not. That's, that's not so young. Dude, looking good. I look older <laughs> than you. <laughs> You're 38. I am. You're not 38. He can't be. Is he? He's 40, actually. Actually. You're 40. <laughs> Is that hair just come it's off? Comb over there, yeah. <laughs> um, well, my, I was like trying to get into this on the Rob side of things, because I love Borna. He's a good dude. Yeah. But how would you describe Rob Borna to anyone that doesn't know him? Oh, he's, so he's a, a hero growing up, and then when I met him, he's like even more of a hero. Yeah. As an adult, I met him, and I was like, oh, he's actually, this is actually is, what he's like. That is, that is actually genuinely what he's like. He's a lot of fun to be with, hang around with. Yeah. But he's very intense. Yeah, yeah. But I think I'm quite intense as well. I th- is I that got, a good combo? I got on way better with Rob than I thought I would. You know, because you know, when you're going on a trip, you never know if you're going to really get on with someone yeah. that well. And I, I had such time with Rob. I have so many stories from that trip, like too many to even, you know, like, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's so cool hanging out with him. So you had 12 days in Nepal. How, how was Nepal? Yeah, amazing. I'd never thought I'd go to Nepal. So it's just, it was like a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't know why I got asked, but I was very obviously happy. I was like, yep, yep, I'll be able to come along for that. Yes, that's <laughs> not a problem. Yes. It was incredible. And it was with this giant TV crew and we got to do loads of, because I think on riding trips, what I like about it is not just the riding. It's like seeing the world and all of the yeah. being in these different places with a purpose is so fun. I was thinking, I was thinking about it because it's so easy to go. I say so easy. I take it for granted a little bit. But going somewhere like Whistler or yeah, just riding bike parks is is cool. If, you know, as a youth growing up, that is like so exotic. Yeah. Going, to, going to Canada to ride your bike is like the coolest thing ever. But what is it like going somewhere like Nepal? Is that something you really like doing? Yeah, I love going anywhere 
I, I, I almost prefer the adventure trips and I prefer it when they go a bit wrong. So this one was perfect because it's with a bloke who you're guaranteed it's going to go wrong with. <laughs> you know, within 20 minutes of yeah. being there, it had gone wrong. Honestly, oh. I turned up day before the film crew and it was just me and Rob in a hotel and on, within 20 minutes, it had all gone very wrong. It comes no surprise to me. fantastic, yeah. It's After doing trips, those old magazine trips where you'd go on them and you'd hear all the stories from all the other guys who'd been on trips with yeah. well, Warner and Pete, especially to put the two of those two together yeah. and there's all these, like for the most part, unrepeatable stories but yeah. when you're around with BS, going through all, they're so good, some of those things. But, I mean, to meet someone like that, what a life he's had. Yeah. And all of those guys, all of And he's and not I, 38, he's a, a tad older. Man. Yeah. I think he's like 78 or something, isn't he? Something like 79, maybe. Maybe he might be in his 80s now. <laughs> Looks good for it, but no. But think of the life he's had. Yeah. That's a rare life. That's not something. So naturally, he's going to be an eccentric bloke. He's, well, he is. Like, he's definitely an un, unusual character. You don't meet many people. No. Don't get many of them to pay. Hopefully, we'll be like that when we're older. <sighs> I'm not that sort of human being, but I'm happy to hang out <laughs> well, with I bet you are, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you rode, like, what was it? Like, I saw one of those trails. actually looked like, I was quite surprised to see, it looked like a mountain bike trail with a jump and stuff. I yeah. did, and talk about Nepal, I just think of, like, goat tracks and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, so that was by Kathmandu. Um which is the capital city, I think, I hope. I and so that was more developed and more like bike ridey. And then when you get out into the mountains, it's a different story. It's like that place is so inhospitable. It's like, it's, it's unreal. It's so harsh. It's actually, we were out there for that long and it's that cold. I was wearing like seven layers of coat in bed. Whoa. In fact, I was wearing that because Warner had nicked all of the, they got um, heated blankets and he had nicked all of them. <laughs> So that's why I was that cold. But anyway, yeah, like the people that live up there is a different life. It's a really eye-opening, amazing thing to see, amazing. Yeah, I think things like that must change your own view on the world and yeah. your part in it, I guess. Which For is sure. definitely a privileged sort of, you know, part of our, you know, our, what we've been able to do. You know, not many people get to travel. Yeah, do right, sport brats. Yeah. And I didn't know that really until... Seeing all, all of the world through biking, really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Proper spoil. But it was, it was mad being up there. You're in like, there's 8,000 metre peaks. So I've gone from yeah, 270 metres, is it? <laughs> 270 metres to Everest. It's as big as it gets. It's as big as it gets, uh, yeah. What was that plane ride looked pretty gnarly? Like, so gnarly. Yeah. So the plane can't go as high as the mountains. It, yeah. it well, can't yeah. fly over the mountains. So, you're, so they've got this route to the... Yeah to the uh, runway that goes through all of these massive valleys and peaks. And it's got, I think it's got enough fuel for one missed landing. Oh my. And then... Back around. I th yeah, I think, I think it can try and land three times and then it has to fly back. All right. So it's, but, but the a plane crashed since I went there. Yeah. Because the bank's turn is so difficult to do. And obviously with the mountains, you get such crazy, unpredictable weather. You can't yeah, see anything. Wind. It was really gnarly. I'd never, never experienced that before. Whoa. Wicked, yeah. <laughs> and you're right there with, with not only the pilot, but Rob Warner as well. So <laughs> yeah. you sort of think, well, well it could actually all go wrong. Warner is, surely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's proper cool that was. Amazing. Yeah. So what about plans for 2020? 2020 so I do a bit of like I want to travel and do as many adventures as I can and see as many creepy parts of the world as I can I'm going to go to Sahara I think soon nice. I'm going to try and I've weirdly never been to New Zealand so I really want to go to New Zealand this year um, and other than that I do like track building so I build a lot of urban races oh, yeah. 
So I've got a few of those in Mexico and I think one in Colombia. So they're super exciting and another cool cool way to see the world. Like, yeah, totally. We had our first experience last year. We went, well, Blake raced in Valparaiso and that wicked, was, yeah. well, what an event that is. Oh, and, and those things are quite similar to the Rampage sort of vibe where you've, you've all got like this... Um, common goal you're all working towards this one thing and that's wicked I love that I love that about Rampage about like yeah. getting to the end of it and then it's actually kind of like my own Rampage because we're building quite big features and yeah. I have to test them so it's like oh yeah yeah and, oh, and that's wicked it's, it's like, fun to watch you on Instagram wherever being the oh, first guy trying to make yeah it's, it's wicked fun doing it as well it's, well, it's super scary as well but it's like mm. I get the same feeling of like relief that you get at the end of like a Rampage week yeah. you're like oh now it all works. I'm safe and sound. Everyone's fine. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, I've got those and uh, yeah, loads of biking probably. I'd imagine. Well, sounds like a pretty good year. Yeah, I hope so. I get to hang out with you lot. I really enjoy well, hanging out with you lot. Always welcome. Very kind. Christmas shows or well, yeah, top laugh. Tomorrow, yeah. Mm. Right, I think we'll wrap it up. Cheers, Ollie. It's been a good laugh. It's uh, a formal handshake. Oh, very nice. Thank you very much. Catch the next one next week. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> nice one. Do you capture the atmosphere at the end there? Yeah. Electric. <laughs> <laughs>